Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Weekend Extra. Pastor Joe here with Pastor Ryan. Hello everybody. <laughs> it's excited to, uh, we're excited to kind of get into this conversation. Ryan just hit a great message uh, talking about really what it means to obey God and just like what it means to kind of like look at Him. He obviously calls us to specific things to do or not do, and that's an element of what it means to follow Jesus. Awesome stuff. Obviously, if you haven't checked it out, make sure you uh, follow up with that. But this kind of got my wheels turning a little bit. Talking about obedience, some things are black and white, literally, they're in the paper. What happens when something's not that specific? Maybe it's not addressed. It's something that's temporal. Like the Bible obviously doesn't talk about how often you should get on the social media because when it was written, obviously, if you didn't know, there was no social media at the time. You know, it doesn't get into certain topics because of temporal things, or maybe God's vague a little bit on purpose, you know, like, so what's happening there? If God calls us to love him and obey him, what's happening in all these areas where we're not exactly sure what's going on? Yeah, it's obviously really easy. It's at least clear when we know, like you said, God has made this a sin if you do that, <clears throat> or he's made it a sin not to do that, right? Yeah. It's super black and white, super clean that way. And then there is, there's a reality that there is this big area of gray. And one of the things I'm thankful for in the scriptures is there's uh, two sections in the Bible that talk a lot about gray areas. Mm. Uh, Romans chapters 14 and 15 and uh, 1 Corinthians chapters 8 through 10, mm-hmm. basically. And in essence, what they do is they talk about a, a, a couple different areas that people were arguing about, you know, and those sections help a lot, you know. So it would be things like um, we might today think of things like uh, what schooling option should I send my kids to? Should I homeschool, public school, private school? There's gray. It's freedom, right? One's not right or wrong. Which should I do? Yeah. Um, should I drink alcohol or not in moderation? Is there ever a good case that you should drink alcohol uh, to connect with someone or build a relationship in moderation, not for drunkenness, right? We know that that's not a sin to do that. It's also a freedom to say, I completely abstain, mm-hmm. right? So what, what do I do with that? Um, how big of a house? How much should I spend on things like that, right? And we could go on and on. Social so media uh, can consume your mind. <clears throat> when it comes to gray areas, there are some awesome principles laid out in those sections of scripture. A couple of them that come to mind that are that are kind of have been very helpful to me is basically Paul's going to say something like this: um, Whatever you do, whether whether you eat or drink, because they're going to talk about eating food sacrificed to idols. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Hmm. Right, so there should be a basically he's going to say there should be a conviction in your own heart and mind as you read the Bible, as you pray. There should be a reason, a conviction as to why you want to do what you are going to do, and that conviction should be God honoring. It's not just I want to do it that way, right? There's, and I want to caveat that real quick. There are areas of freedom, like it's okay to enjoy if I'm giving, if I'm saving, and being responsible with my finances. It's okay to enjoy. money, right? The Bible says that, that God freely gives for us to enjoy. However, I want to have conviction about how my approach is to these things. So if I'm going to, let's use a public school, I might go to public school because I really want my kids to have a chance to share their faith and learn how to operate with people that maybe don't know Christ, right? And that'd be a great conviction to say, we're, you know, we're going to go for the public school option. Somebody else might say, I'm going to do the, I'm going to do the private school thing. And I want my kids to learn the Bible and to be trained up in how to follow Jesus. And they have conviction about how to do that. 
the key is to be able to think deeply um, and to have have really milled it over and processed it and prayed about it and taken it seriously to not just operate out of like, this is what I want to do, right? Jesus laid down his life for me. I have these areas of freedom. I want to make the most of them, right? I want to do my best with them. And so how do I do that? It's kind of the question. Of course, it's more complicated than we can get to in in three or four minutes. But but if I want to look and say, how do I do everything to the glory of God, recognize that I, I have areas of freedom where I can make those decisions. And then probably the hardest part is that when I have a conviction about a gray area, to not make that thing a black and white issue. Mm. Right? That's been probably the, one of the greatest causes of tension and frustration among Christ followers is to say, because I have this personal conviction in a gray area, I turn it into a black or white thing. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't drink alcohol, so now it's a sin for everyone else to drink alcohol. Right? Or... I have a, a big house or a small house, so now you have to do the same. Right? Whatever it ends up being, those gray areas um, can quickly become, in my own mind, something that I judge others off of, which is really the key thing that Paul was talking to the Romans and the Corinthians about is, hey, if you consider one day holy and somebody else doesn't, that's not a big deal. Whatever you're convicted to do, do it, and don't judge other people for it. Yeah. Right? It's huge. So those are some of the principles that come to mind kind of on top of the head. You reminded me, um, one of our elders always asked this question, does it pass the red face test? Mm-hmm. And I love that because what he's referring to is like if Jesus walked into the room during this moment that you're making the decision or doing this thing, would you look at him suddenly flush with embarrassment? You know, like, right. oh, I, 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 I technically thought it wasn't a sin, but now Jesus walked in the room and I'm ashamed. Like, Man, if you're ashamed of that action when right. Jesus would walk into the room or whatever, you know, or really anybody, you know, like, man, if my wife caught me doing this, if my parents walked in and saw that this is what I was focusing on, if my boss knew that I was spending work time doing this, even though technically I'm allowed because I'm caught up, if you're not passing the red face test, right. it's probably not the godly thing to do. That's a great one. You know, and then I remember, and again, you just sparked all this stuff in my mind, a guy said, you know, in light of our relationship with God, is it the wise thing for me to do? Is it wise? Love that. Such and, and the Bible hits wisdom all over the place, and we're constantly called to balance faith and wisdom, and you know what is God calling me to do, but also like kind of weighing out like is this worth it? Is this something that's beneficial for me to engage my life in? So, Ryan, I love that. I mean, it, it's like you're hitting me right here. You're watching Joe Caruso get challenged again, once again, on how to interact with these things. And can I hit one more caveat? Yeah, totally. Our culture right now is everything's on eggshells. Mm, mm-hmm. How do I interact with people that disagree with me about politics, race, money, kid raising, you name it, like everything, all right? We're not going to get into those topics right now. What I am saying is this is one of those arenas. Like we have to exercise that wisdom. We have to exercise like, God, I need you to not only show me what you're calling me to do, but then I need the grace and the mercy to interact with others mm. appropriate. Like you were saying, like just because it's an area of conviction for me does not mean it's a black and white issue in the Scripture for everybody else. Oh, that is a huge one. You know, Massive. of course, the wisdom on what venues I'm going to dialogue with people about yeah. is, a, is a big, big deal. Um, <clears throat> and thinking through, is this beneficial, right? That's one of the questions that Paul asked. Is it when I'm... 
if I'm going to make this decision or make this comment or make this post, is it beneficial? Is it wise? Those are questions that are critical. And some things need to be said, but doing so obviously in a way that is that is carefully caveated, that is chosen, that is thought through, that is considered a broad audience, that stuff is a big, big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, in, uh, in, a, in a day and age where we can post something and it goes to hundreds or thousands of people, it's a really scary little trap yeah. uh, to communicate um, very volatile things in a very public format. One of the things that we ask ourselves a lot here on staff is, um, <clears throat> before I post something, I want to ask myself the question, would I stand on stage at Grace Church and say this in front of everyone? Hmm. Right? And for us, that's kind of a filter for us. Right. But recognizing all of us have influence. And if, yep. you're a, if you're a follower of Jesus, people associate whatever message you have with Jesus, mm-hmm. right? So if, just thinking all that through, it's a pretty volatile thing. Poli- uh, political issues especially can get caught up in that arena. And uh, the vast majority of them, can you can make a solid biblical argument from uh, multiple different angles, yeah. right? So uh, Jesus wasn't a Republican or a Democrat, right. we could say. And so there are Christ followers on both sides, we could say, of the aisle. And uh, certainly there's room for dialogue in a respectful uh, wise way. Absolutely. And Jesus did that a little bit, right? Like mm-hmm. he would talk to the masses. Sure he did. And hit these messages to challenge everyone. And then when he was pulled aside with his inner circle of leaders, hey, what did you mean by that thing? Exactly right. And Jesus would drill down to another level because of the arena that he was in and say, let's talk about this a little bit more uniquely than I did on the public sphere here. And so we're just kind of called to operate similarly with that kind of wisdom, with that kind of tact, that kind of grace and mercy, because we don't know everybody that might be reading what we're doing or hearing what we're saying. And um, you just got to exercise that wisdom when it hits those areas. Yeah, if everybody did that, we'd be in a much better place. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, Ryan, I appreciate the challenge, both in the message and the wisdom that you shared with us tonight in the Weekend Extra. Uh, Check these things out. Let's keep dialoguing, dive into the scriptures, figure out uh, what God's saying there in Romans 14 and 15 and 1 Corinthians 8 through 10, like jump into those things. It's going to be a great study maybe for you even this week. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Join us on the Weekend Extra. We'll see you later. Mm